Shut up and sit down. Booyaka, booyaka. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Couch Live. We are Dope and Dharma, and this is uh, the Couch Live version of Dope and Dharma. And I'm a street certified dope doctor, Louis Delgado, here with you, as always, since uh, 1999. Been here with you and still here with you. And, of course, I'm with uh, my partner, Trinity Phillips, the Dharma guy. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, what's up? I'm doing fantastic, man. Well, you know, it's back to school, you know, so all the parents are happy, Trinity. You know, they get the, <laughs> yeah. They get the day back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, my kids have been back in school now for, yeah. I think, a couple of weeks, like two, three weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, it's been interesting. Yeah. So, so two things that are making people really happy uh, this week. Number one, football season started. Oh, uh, yes. That makes everybody happy. And, of course, uh, kids back at school. So what, what's not to be happy about? I mean, really, I mean, those, those <laughs> right. two things right there is like, you know, I want to say the trifecta, but I need a third. I'm sure. I need a third uh, well, it looks like uh, Hurricane Lee's going to miss us. So that's a good thing. Oh, there you go. There's the trifecta. There not getting hit by a hurricane. How about that? Yeah, so tell everybody uh, where we're on, because uh, we're on WOKB today, and uh, so tell everybody where we're at, how they can listen, how they can follow, all that good stuff. Uh, yes, if you're in the Central Florida area and you want to listen on your dial, as uh, Grandpa over here would say, <laughs> you can do so on 1680 AM uh, radio on WOKB, or you can do so on 100.7 FM. And then if, you, if you're not in the Central Florida area, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch under Dope and Dharma. And then, of course, uh, uh, moving forward at any time at your leisure, you can check us out on any of your major podcasting platforms, also under Dope and Dharma. Yeah, and, you know, uh, look, another great news. There is another great news. Spectrum and Disney finally agreed on a deal, Trinity, you know. <laughs> uh, so Spectrum, uh, we have ESPN again. Uh, it was yeah. my first day being able to watch ESPN after, you know, how many days? Wait, but you've been, you, you've been without ESPN for a while? Y yeah. Wow! Yeah, no ESPN. Oh, that's that's brutal. You know, Spectrum and Disney with their little uh, squabble. Wow, so. that's like the only TV that I watch. Everything else I watch is streaming. Yeah, the only exactly. actual TV I watch is usually ESPN. Exactly. So my decision is made. My decision is fully made. Um, I am. I I will be seeking an alternative. I don't need this cable, you know, anymore. You know, I that, cut that cable a couple it. years ago. Yeah, that did it. You know, I've been. Yeah. Uh, I've been uh, sticking to the cable for a while. I'm, I'm pretty much done with it. I'm done. I don't blame you. That did it. I mean, I, well, who needs a middleman? Everybody's streaming. Like, you know what I mean? I yeah. don't need a middleman. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm not here to, to bash Spectrum. I'm not here to bash Disney. I'm just here to, you know, I just want to know who I'm paying and why I'm paying. And I don't need to pay for channels I don't want because I wanted ESPN. That's the only channel on Spectrum I wanted. It's my <laughs> thing. ESPN. Everything else I can get different. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so anyway, so that, that was good news because it came just in time for the game tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a motivating factor in their negotiations. <laughs> I guarantee it was. Yeah, I guarantee deal. it was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so back to school. That's that's our topic today, Trinity. We're talking about back to school because there's a lot of moms and dads out there and their kids are going back to school. And there's all kinds of things to be thinking about. Obviously, this is a show that focuses on addiction and recovery and all things in between family issues, you know, and, and, and in that comes, you know, how did it begin? How did it begin in the first place? You, know, right. you don't you don't become an addict overnight. You don't become an alcoholic overnight. You know, uh, some of us started playing around when we were younger. Some of us younger than others. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you liked it a little bit too much, or sometimes you had the genetic predisposition. Sometimes you had some traumatic events happen to you, and therefore you found comfort in the substance or behavior that you started doing. Uh, there's all different ways that people get into a problem, getting high or drinking or, or some sort of behavior that doesn't really work for you long term. Um and this is where parents get a little concerned and, and, and have a right to get concerned because now when someone's at school, they're not under your eyeballs all day and night. You know what I mean? They're, they're, you, yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit, uh, you know, there's other influences there. So I definitely want to talk about that today. Uh, and I know you got school-age kids. Your kids are back in school, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, my youngest two are back in school. Like I said, they started, um, I think it was August 10th is when they started. So a few weeks, oh, about a month, actually. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, that's right. September 11th, by the way. Uh, pay yeah. honor and honor and respect. Uh, never forget. September 11th uh, is today. I think if you don't know what happened on September 11th, I you know, you probably belong on some sort of jury trial 
uh, <laughs> you know, you're the kind of person that juries are looking that attorneys are looking for to be on a jury because that means you don't pay attention to anything. Yeah, right. Um, and therefore, uh, you should judge peers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the rest of you know exactly what happened on this day, and hopefully you honored it however you choose to honor it. But yeah, so Trinity, um, I wanted to talk about it because I think, you know, we joke a lot about like it's back to school and, and we think about we think about it, at least, you know, I think a lot of people think about it like you're going back to the same old school or the same old teachers. But but every school year is so different. Right. I mean, our kids are not going back to school. They're going into a, a whole new environment. There's always new kids. Right. Uh, even right. the kids have went through a lot. You know, right. There's always so many changes that can happen sure. in the summer. The kids bring those experiences to the next school year, especially going from junior high to high school or, you know, something like that. Right. There's yeah. dramatic changes. Uh, so many people have experienced there's puberty and all kinds of <laughs> yeah. people. Well, that's, find what, that's one of my least favorite things, to be honest with you, uh, is what, the, no, um, I'm, I'm thankful for that one. No, I, okay. I <laughs> as a parent, one of the, the initial, uh, I don't know, terrors, challenges, whatever you want to call it, that, that okay. pops up yep. uh, is, so I'm a very involved father. School is very important yep. for me. And, yeah. and so I am uh, typically on a uh, very uh, highly communicative relationship with the teachers. Mm. And uh, I don't like the fact that the, the, every, the beginning of every year, I have to rebuild all those bridges with all these yeah. new teachers. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to get them to understand, hey, I'm involved. I'm on your seat. And I, these are the quirks that my kids have. These are the things that I expect, you know, for you mm. to reach out to me for. Like to build all those relationships just is very daunting at the beginning of every year. And I think it's so important with for my kids' development because oh. as my kids start to go through their own challenges, I always feel better when I have a good relationship with the teacher and I understand that they're what their mentality is and how we can help one another. Mm. So yeah, that's right. that's definitely not fun every year for me. I think it's especially hard for, for young kids because you know, they gotta prove themselves every year too. It's not yeah. just you trying to rebuild the bond with the, the teachers and having to explain the, 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 you know, your children to them and how, what's normal, what's not normal. Yeah. Right. But the kids are having to, you know, they got to prove themselves all over again. Yep. This is what makes me, you know, who I am. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Uh, this is, you <laughs> this know, is why you should think I'm cool. Yeah. This is why you think <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah. And then someone always brings a new, a new wrinkle, right? They, 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 they experimented with something uh, in the summer, and they they come back to the school year telling everybody, "Well, look what I do now!" Like they, you know, they they got new likes, yeah, and, and they bring it to the table. And then there's always, like I said, the new kids and the the old kids and uh, big brothers and big sisters have turned them on to something else. And, and we're in a day and age where even parents are turning their kids on to stuff. You know, so many parents openly smoke pot now. That, yeah. You know, uh, you know, because you're so into it you forget that well, you're an adult making that choice. But you know, yeah. when you, when you give that same decision to a 12, 13, 14, 15 year old, um, you don't always get the same result as, as, as you doing it. It's a big difference. Yeah. Well, I, you know, so I've had this conversation countless times, half yeah. of which have probably been with you. Um, yeah. One of the things that I find extremely challenging in today's world, especially with school, mostly mm. with school is, um, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have internet, we didn't have cell phones. Right. Um, so my circle of influence, the people that my mother had to be, um, watchful over were mm. the kids in my neighborhood. Right. And maybe the few friends I had in each class. Uh, but now we have all of those, but yeah. then our neighborhood is the world, right? Like my kids will come to me sometimes and talk about something or show me something, and it's like a video from TikTok or YouTube or whatever from somebody like, you know, worlds away from us mm -hmm. that is trying to show them what's cool or whatever. Like they're they're trying to live up to this new standard. So basically, you know, going from a community of maybe uh, let's be generous and say 100 people to now mm -hmm. a community of millions of people. Yeah. And it's just like and then, you know, they they follow that up. Right. Like, you know, I remember when I was a kid that there's some of your neighborhood that was like that kid, you know, the bad kid, yeah. which was usually yeah. me probably, but, um, 
you know, the parents and everybody else, we all knew who it was and you were told to stay away. And, you know, it's just like, so society in a sense, your little community shamed that behavior to where it was pretty obvious. Hey, that's not a good idea. Don't do that. But now you have people and what comes to my mind immediately was mm -hmm. the girl that went on the Dr. Phil show, the whole cash me outside. How about that girl? Right. <laughs> like most of us watched that behavior and it was deplorable. It was absolutely disgusting behavior, but then she mm -hmm. became a star. And she has like millions of likes and, you know, so yeah. it's like, I've run into that myself of how do I yeah. teach my children? Hey, this is unacceptable behavior when they're watching views of people getting millions of views and likes and celebrated for the same behavior. Right. So it's, it's very difficult. Yeah, I agree with you. Very difficult. And, you know, uh, it, it gets to a point where, um, you know, as your kids get older, your grip gets more loose we know that right and, and yeah. but i want to i want to remind everybody of one thing you still are the biggest influence in your kid's life yeah. you still are i mean all research points to you being the biggest influence in their life so uh as much as i don't feel it was my parents fault as to why i got into what i got into they had their hand in it based on you know not being as present in so many moments, right. Or not being able to not understanding in my case, at least in my home, not being able to fully understand what it was to be a first generation into this country. Right. So, so, you know, they come from other countries and therefore probably had a preconceived idea of what this, the age was and, and how you behave towards adults and, and, and respect and all these things. And then you come into another country and it's like, it's a whole different definition right of what respect right. is and how you behave with adults and how they whatever there's so there was so many different opportunities that i had that they didn't have in the countries of their origin um and i think we still go through that i don't think it has to be a, a you know my situation my situation is my situation you don't come from another country your parents don't come from another country yet your kids are experiencing a whole different cultural challenge than you did oh, you yeah. know because the whole world has changed from yeah. the time point where you were in school and and then being in school, you know, for instance, you know, just a, you know, what kids don't deal with issues related to their sexuality uh, at all, you know, you know, whether they're, they're a virgin, they're not a virgin, uh, you know, who they like, who they don't like, are they attractive? Are they not attractive? There's already issues yeah. that were always present, right? Yeah. And then you, you add on top of that, a lot of these other arguments, these adult arguments that are now being, you know, talked a lot more to with younger people, but yet we have no understanding whether that's a good thing, bad thing, or, or, you know, how that's going to, how that influences a young brain and a young mind. We don't, we don't have any context uh, right. of what that's like. All we have is people that felt like they were bullied or damaged very young saying, if I would have had that, I wouldn't be as, as, as bullied or damaged as I was. Well, you don't know that. You right. don't know that. You don't know how it would have been differently because you didn't have different. So, uh, we made a lot of changes based on that. That's one thing. Then you have adults now that, that, that you know, like I, I smoked a lot of pot as, as a kid. I did a lot of drugs. I, I drank a lot. I partied a lot. And so you have adults like me that go, oh, I turned out all right. Well, as you. That doesn't mean your kids will. You know what I mean? Different, and, and, different and, times, and, too. And, and I think it was very different when even if our parents did stuff, it, it was never like, well, you're allowed to. You know what I mean? Whereas now, I mean, I, I see a lot more adults like accepting their kids using different substances based on their use. And it's like I akin it to like my dad allowing me to drink beer at 15. Right. Which I would never have advised. You know, right. you know, dad, I, I don't fault you for that, pop. You know, you did what you did. It was a sign of the times. Right. But but I don't think uh, if I would have had sons, I wouldn't have done that. And I didn't do that with my daughters. You know, no, no. If you're going to drink if you're going to use any drugs if you're going to do all that stuff you're going to have to lie to me to do it you're going to have to look me in the eye and say i'm not doing it i'm going to force you to either be a liar or be a user but you can't be both you can't you can't be a truth teller and and a user because we'll, we'll have some serious conflict here so so but i'm very old-fashioned and, and a lot of parents aren't my age group anymore trinity yeah. they're like your age group or younger than you yeah and so well, the their belief I system hear, is very different. I mean, well, there's the a lot of houses I, that smell like weed that, that, that used to smell like <laughs> yes, weed when I was a kid, neighbor. is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, well, the thing that I find interesting that I've always 
I've always taken exception to it. Just, it's always mm. rubbed me the wrong way. And I've had it with multiple parents mm. is this notion of, well, when I was a kid, I did this. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, but when did that become the bar? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I did a bunch of stuff, but my, like you said, my mom right. still told me I shouldn't have, like I still right. was given the idea that, Hey, uh, I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing at the moment. Yeah. So it's like this notion of somehow my poor behavior as a kid is where the bar should be for my, my kids. Right. Right. And it's like, no, I want my bar to be higher. Uh, you know, th- therefore they have to strive to get to that. Now they might right. make it, they might not, but at least they were given a bar, you know, at least they were given some sort of structure to say, Hey, this is the, yeah. this is the goal here. Um, to where is, go ahead. No, I was going to, and show me your life situation of, of how that benefited you. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? Show, show me how your life has improved because of it. Like, you know, Oh, you know, uh, before smoking pot, I didn't have a million dollars. And now I do show me the million dollars that pot yeah. gave you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Legitimately. There's a, there's another, take it away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, show, show, me, show me the relationships that, are, that have been <laughs> yeah. better because of, of the drinking and the pot. Sure. Show me, show me all the relationships that have improved because of drug use or, or alcohol use. Just show me. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find that. Maybe in the short term, right? Like, because your friends think you're cool, but long term, no. Um, right. The other thing that 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 I've brought up, which nobody seems to have an argument for, that which mm-hmm. is my my ace up my sleeve whenever this topic starts to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason why I can't compare my children's behavior to my own was they have a better life than I did. Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't have a dad in my life. I didn't mm-hmm. have all these things, right? Like mm-hmm. my mom was struggling hardcore when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids don't have that kind of, my kids have everything. Like I never know what to even get them <laughs> for birthdays and stuff. Cause they don't want for anything. <laughs> right. And, and like, they have a father, a loving father in their life and a, and a mother. Like, so this notion that I'm going to compare their behavior to mine, well, they right. don't have the same reasons I did. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so, the, and that's the thing that a lot of parents don't understand either. It was like, you might have had some very good reasons for the behavior that you did. Mm-hmm. These other ones didn't. Right. So you can't compare the two is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like I said, there's always new challenges, right? There's yeah. and, and, and if it's and if your kids are having the same story as yours, well then your generation didn't change it then. So your generation just repeated the one prior. So <laughs> hopefully the next one can can get you out of that situation. Yeah. I mean that's the whole deal, right? I, I look, I remember w- w- see when this is the benefit of being a first generation from not from this country, because our whole understanding, our whole mentality is to we came here for a reason and a purpose to improve something right. to be better than the generation prior. So my my parents whole focus was you boys will graduate college, you will be <laughs> professionals and you will, you know, do better. We will we will struggle and we will work like this so that you will have better. That's that's the entire the hundred percent focus, right? right? And so, there's already a bar set where you had to meet that bar. That was right. the bare minimum. Bare minimum was bachelor's degree in college. Now I'm not saying because you have a bachelor's degree you're a better person. You're you you're gonna make more money because we know those things aren't necessarily true. But what we do know is true is it takes a lot of sacrifice to get it. You have to do things you don't want to do. Yeah. You have to sacrifice time. You can't always do what you want to do because you got to do what teachers tell you to do. You got to do what the school tells you to do. And you have to accomplish a goal, right? And you have to study. You have to learn how to study, right? You have to learn how to take tests. You have to get up early when you don't want to get up early. You have to cram. You have to write documents and documents and documents and (laughs) gibberish. But you got to put them in in a concise enough manner to have somebody judge you and go, that's passing. Those are all things that, that, that develop character. Those are all things that develop the ability, again, to do things you don't necessarily want to do, but to get the goal that you want. So when you don't do those things, how else do you learn sacrifice? How else do you learn to do things that you don't necessarily want to do for a, uh, for a greater good? How else do you know goal setting? Like if, if all we're going to do is teach our kids that, you know, do what you want to do, however you want to do it. You are whoever you want to be, and, and you can feel however you want to feel, and you don't need to accomplish anything because none of that means anything anyway. Then where's the goal? What is the goal? And so, so, so parenting is so difficult now that I'm glad that my kids are now in their 20s. Right? Yeah. Because when I, when I would see many of their friends, and, I, and we love their friends. Our, my kids pick good friends. But 
Our family was not the norm. Dana and I are married for 30 years. Our kids' friends, that's not the norm. No, no. When I was growing up, the, 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 the norm was everybody was married long term. There was very few families that were like not together, right? But now that's the 100% norm. That everybody has two fathers, two dads, you know, sometimes even three. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying take into context what's out there and understand that whatever your life situation was when you were younger, this, this is different. It's, it's just different because everything that was maybe abnormal, like for you, like when you say your dad wasn't in the picture, that's a yeah. lot more the norm now than it was when you were a kid. Yeah. So you yeah. being in the picture, it's not just that you're in the picture. You're in the picture when a lot of dads no longer are. Yeah. So your kids not only have a dad, but they have a dad when so many around them go, wow, you have a dad? And like when you were young, you said your dad wasn't around. It was like, your dad's not around. Where is he? Yeah. Oh, no. I remember when I was in elementary school, I was told basically I was going to be a failure in life because I was a single parent family. There you go. That was back when, you know, yeah, yeah. that was back in the early 80s. We're like, no, yeah. you're you're a failure if you come from a single parent right. family. Right. You know, and, yep. and you and you very similar to me because, I, 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 you know, all those early years I was raised, you know, our culture is one thing at home, but but outside it wasn't right. You know, right. uh, people aren't of, of my culture. I love when people go, you know, on TV, I don't see people that look like me. And, and there's there's people that don't <laughs> represent me on TV. You, you know what? Yeah. Still to this day, there's not people on TV that represent me. Still to this day, I still challenge all of you to name me five Latino actors. What we have Chico and the man. Chico <laughs> and the man. We had Poncharello from Chips. Right. Sure. You still we still don't have Latinos on TV representing us. And yet it's funny when I hear people say, oh, uh, we're not represented on TV. Or there's not. A, yeah, yeah. All my all my favorites were of other cultures. Dude, my favorite basketball player was Dr. J. There was no Mexican playing basketball. My favorite <laughs> basketball player was Dr. J. It wasn't a Mexican. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, uh, Michael Jackson was all over the music when I was a kid. He was everywhere. You know, yeah. was, what what Latino music? What Menudo? Menudo? Is that was, really no? That wasn't my group. You yeah. know what I mean? I had to like sure. Ozzy Osbourne and, and things like that. You know, uh, Run DMC was one of my favorite bands. That's they're not Mexican. You know, so so what I'm saying is we 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 get these these ideas of why we must have suffered and realize no, your kids need you to be secure. Your kids need you, your guidance. Your your health. So I'm I'm begging you, parents, to be a lot healthier for your kids. They don't need all the crap that you haven't resolved. They don't need all the pains that you have yet to, to yeah. sift through. They don't need. They're not your therapist. Too many, too, <laughs> no. many, too many young kids are listening to their parents talk about financial issues when they shouldn't have your financial insecurity your financial insecurity is your financial insecurity i never heard my parents talk about money i i had zero understanding i love the way my wife talks about her parents because she says she felt like she was rich and i know they, they weren't but because her parents never talked about money to them she had no idea that right. they were as struggling as they were you know and, and, and so so there's there's just certain things that i think we can learn and do differently, but we got to get out of our own pain. And I like that about you, Trent. I've seen you with your kids. You know, you 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 took your situation with your father, and instead of feeling like a victim that your dad wasn't around, you're actually so very present. I mean, I've been on the phone with you many times when you pick up your kids from school, and, and the first thing you start asking them about is the school. Go ahead. You talk about that. Why don't you explain your routine? Because you, you have a routine that you do, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'd rather you explain it than I explain it. But I, But I've heard you do it many times. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, and I've even asked your daughter. <laughs> yeah, you did it to my kids too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, whenever I pick them up, the first thing I ask them is, you know, how was your day? Uh, I ask them what they learned, and and recently I've started adding, what's you know, what was your funniest part of the day or your favorite part yeah. of the day? Yeah. Um, you know, my daughter now is in the teenage years, so she's a little bit less mm -hmm. forthcoming. You know, she's a little bit more uh, standoffish. I still ask. I don't get right. the same answers I did that I got a couple years ago. My son is still at the same age where he'll like just spill everything, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, the thing that I've learned over the years is mm -hmm. I try to do my best at this point now. And I think that more parents need to do this 
Uh, and I, I could get better. Obviously, I'm not where I, I should be or I want to be, but I'm you know okay. I'm better than I than I was. Yeah. And that is is becoming an ally, right? Yeah. Like that's the one thing that I do my best now interacting with my kids is try to be an ally as opposed to a, an enemy combatant, mm. right? So instead of trying to get them to do stuff, I try to understand why they're doing or not doing what they right, are. Right, right, right. And if I can understand that, if I can talk to them, then I can kind of get them to where I would like for them to be as well, but uh, also getting where, the, where they want to be and why. Mm. You know, that was the thing that, that I, um, I see too many parents doing. Um, even when I was a kid, I was, you know, I was the recipient of it sometimes. Um, it was a different time, obviously back then, but this whole, like, because I said so stuff or, you know, just really trying to drive in this notion right. of what I want for them, right? which, you know, it's coming from a good place. You know, I want the best right, for right, them right, or whatever, right, right, right. but at their age, like I, I, like, I think we as parents oftentimes right. can forget that they're little people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're people, they're, they're not these things and they're right? learning. Yeah. And they're learning that they're not yeah. just people they're yeah. they're mimicking what yeah. you're doing they will so, copy this <laughs> yeah like so I, I think that we get into this mindset of you know changing their diapers and things of that nature that they're always these right. little tiny things no man once a certain age hits dude they're people so you can't right. like walk into a 7-eleven or a, a boardroom or wherever and just start barking orders at everybody and think that they're going to be cool with that I don't know of any grown adult that is going to be okay with another grown adult walking in the room saying, well, this is what you're doing now. This because I said, so. I said so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're going to push back and your kids are no different. The only, the, the biggest difference between your kids though, is they don't have the authority to officially push back. Right. So their pushback is much more passive. And I got bad news for you, parents. You're going to always lose that battle. Right. If you get into a battle with your kids, you're going to lose every single time. You right. might think that you're winning. You're not. Right. Like you could take things away from you can make their life miserable, but you're doing that because you're losing because they're not doing what you want them to do. They're they're going to mentally check out. They're going to adapt and they're going to get used right. to weathering the storm or whatever it is that you're bringing. You know, so if you want to get to that push pull war, go for it. But you're going to lose. So it's I, a reality it's, check, Trini. It's a reality yeah. check. So you're saying this. So you're saying there's a parent out there that they their go to is. Because I said so, because I'm your parent. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So you're saying that the equivalent of that is you go to work and your boss says what? Go do this because I told you to. I'm your boss. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want a paycheck? Really nice. You did really nice. You to. <laughs> yeah. So so the, so the question is, adults that are listening, is do you like when a, when a person talks to you like that at work? Yeah. I guess the answer is going to be no. Just, <laughs> just, just what else the issue is? It's of since you're a person of authority, parent that said, "Do it because I told you so." How do you feel if a police officer says that to you? How, right. how, how do you respond when a police officer says, "Do it because I told you so"? They're a person of authority, so yeah. you're a person. You're the police officer at your house. So if you're the police officer at your house and you talk like that, but you don't like police officers talking to you like that, that's an issue. Yeah, you, you're the boss at home. So if if you go to work and you don't like your boss talking like that. But yet, in your house where you're the boss, you talk like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're the me, government. Think... You're the government at your house. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't think you, as the government at your house, goes. Well, I want to vote. How do you feel? Like mm-hmm. let's let's yeah. let's have a vote of should we, you know, pick up our clothes and if we should do chores or not. Let's have a vote on that. Yeah. I, I bet you, especially if you have more than two kids, because then you're outvoted. Like if you have th- once you have three kids yeah. or more, imagine having a vote at your house. Whether, <laughs> no. whether chores should be done or whether dishes should be washed or anything like that. See, so 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 what's funny is that as parents, we think there is this is a dictatorship. There's no there's no there's no there's none of that here. All that makes sense, right? Where the government, blah 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 blah. But then when sure. you go out there, you don't want that. Whereas sure. I beg to differ. We operate better when there's not a dictatorship, but when you understand the authority. But don't, but you can't be at home and defy authority openly to your kids and expect them to not make the not make the connection that wait a minute, you defy all levels of authority. You talk bad about your boss. You talk bad about your government. You talk bad about cops, and then you want me to believe you. You want you want to be the ultimate authority. You know what? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Well, I think as parents, I think as parents, sometimes we confuse compliance with buy-in, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I can make my kids 
comply, right? Like I'm the authority figure. I could take stuff away. I can physically yeah. make them do stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but that compliance doesn't equal buy-in, meaning no. they're going to like go back to their mentality the second I leave out the room or they're cussing me out in their head or whatever it might yep. be. And resent you. And, and I'm not looking for compliance. I'm looking mm-hmm. for buy-in. Because if I can get them to buy into what it is that I'm selling, then they're going to make those decisions anyways and comply. On their own. So, yeah. So I try to have discussions with them. I try to talk to them. I try to explain with them, hey, like my son, you know, he has some behavioral issues every now and then, as as most young boys do. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I try not to just come down on him. I try to explain to him, like, look, man, you know, here's what it is. This is what you chose to do. It is what it is, but here's the consequences for it. This is why yep. you can't get yep. mad at them because this, this, and this. You brought this on your. You, I try to have discussions as opposed to just dropping the hammer, right? And, and because I'm looking for buy-in, not compliance. And the dictatorship comes at ownership, right? Like I own this, and that's why I can do that in this house, right? You yeah. explain it to them, much like government has a set of rules and laws that says, well, because that's the law of the land. No, you right. can't hurt thy neighbor. You can't yeah. just shoot your neighbor. <laughs> no, you can't steal their stuff. <laughs> no, you can't do it because we have laws within. And the same thing in your home. You have rules. You can't just hit your sister. No, you can't just do it. Is that, <laughs> you, there's rules within this home like there's rules out there. See, one of the things that, that, that I had, unfortunately, is, is that I had to obey certain rules at home, but but it was presented to me in a way that, I was always defended out there. Like when the school tried to tell my mom what I was doing, she would defend me. Right? When right. when the world was trying to attack me out there, I would go to my mom and say, nah, mom, they're they're lying. They're doing this. They're doing it because because I'm Mexican, mom. <laughs> Whatever I said, you know. But she would she would she would say, I, no, he said he didn't do it, and I believe him. Now she would still punish me privately, but publicly she would defend me. Right. But that gave me a wrong sense of, you know, like that didn't that didn't play as well in my head as it did with my brother my brother understood that in the right way and he developed tact and all that stuff me it just made me like like a little criminal (laughs) it it didn't work for me right Right. like i got it wrong and so we also have to understand who we're talking to not all kids are the same yeah we're not we're not all equal you know i know we love this this word equality like as if everybody's equal no we're not no we're not my brain operates different than my brother's you know first of all if, if we were all equal i'd be six foot one like he is I'm 5'10", so already somebody chose to make us unequal. <laughs> He's a better-looking dude than me, so we got made unequal. He's more athletic than me, so we were already made unequal. So what is what, – what, are we not supposed to believe that intelligently we're not made equal? No, there's some inequality in all of this, right? right. So we can't be treated the same because my mom would always say, you know, I raised you both the same. How is it that you don't listen and your brother does? <laughs> we're not the same. And that's yeah. one of the life lessons that we all learn later on. Like, I know we're in this, yeah. we're in this world going, ah, nah, nah, we're all this. We're... No, we're not. No, we're not. I, I, I learn differently than Jimmy. You out there listening to this right now, you learn differently than another person. Look, yeah. the key factor is trying to figure out your kids for who they are, not for who you, who you just want them to be. You got to kind of go where they're at. Where are they at? How do they learn best? How do they hear my lesson best? Because like you said, Trinity, the, the whole key is – to have their that you want to buy in you want them to want better for themselves you want them to want to clean their environment because they need to understand how a clean environment helps a clean mind you want them to have to not declutter your 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 area because when you declutter your area it's a presentation of decluttering of the brain but when you have a cluttered area and a dirty area it's because that's that's exactly what your brain kind of operates your outward life mimics what's inside so you have to try to work on that from very young, because then once they get a certain age, brother, trying to fix that later is yeah, huh. it's hard. Yeah, and once you even get if, into even ha- if you started early, it's hard because they they get so hard. many different influences as they get right. older. Like, right. Uh, and and the other thing that I, I meant to say earlier on when I first mentioned it, mm-hmm. um, I know when I was first talking about uh, the influences of like YouTube, TikTok, TikTok, internet, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I guarantee you somebody out there was like, well, then monitor their usage, Don't, which I agree with you 100%. However, it's impossible to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could do it in my home. You know, yep. I can shut down yep. the internet. I can take devices. Yep. I can set time. I can do all that stuff. But when they go to school, all their friends have cell phones. Mm-hmm. Shoot, even the school gives them iPads now to do work on, things of that nature. Yeah. Right. So 
this this notion of just keeping it from them and to isolate them does a couple things. Number one, it fools you into thinking you're doing something because you're not. All you're doing now is not preparing them for what they're experiencing when they're at school and making them not feel safe to come talk to you because you've already given them rules not to use it. And then the other thing is you're handicapping them, right? We live in a world of technology, of internet, things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, so this notion that, that I'm going to now handicap you with all of your friends, right? Do you really want your child to be the one kid in the room that hasn't seen such and such or whatever? Yeah. Like as if they needed more reasons to be bullied, you know what I mean? Like we have to think of these things, right? Like that was the argument that, that my wife and I had a long time ago. And you and I have discussed at length actually on air many times is, is this notion of like, um, you, you know, taking away games and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Because, oh, they spend too much time. Well, is it like who decides too much time? Like if they're getting mm-hmm. their things done, if that's their hobby, right. why right. take that from them? Like right. my son, for instance, he likes Fortnite. He just likes to play PlayStation. That's what he's into. Mm-hmm. Um, is it more than I would like? Yeah, but that's coming from my perspective that grew up playing outdoors and doing forts and things of that nature. Right. We don't live in that world anymore. First and foremost, it's like 100 degrees outside every day. Like, I'm not going to make them. It's ridiculously hot. Uh, number one. Number two, all of his friends are also playing Fortnite. Like, right. So like for him to socialize and learn these things, he has to participate in the same things that he's participating in. Right. Like the, the, the phrase that I've always said, yeah, he's, you know, who knows if he is or isn't, but the, the point that I try to make is what if he's the Michael Jordan of Fortnite, but we'll yeah. never know if I keep him from doing it. You know, like there's no to me, there's no difference in Michael Jordan spending hours and hours out there doing jump shots and my son wanting to spend hours and hours perfecting his skill set and playing Fortnite or mom and dad chilling on the couch, binging their show for eight hours. Like, I don't see the difference between any of those. Well, because I bring that up on purpose because people want to look down on kids for spending an eight amount of time zoned out into things, but the parents will brag about binging their favorite show over the weekend. Oh, I watched all eight episodes or or even us on football. You know how many hours I spend watching football on a Sunday? Like, quite a few. Yeah, like, so what's the difference? You know, like, we're doing something that we engage with that we like. Why can't our kids do the same? And that's what I mean by we have to remember they're not these things. Like they're little people who are growing, who are learning, who have interests, who have stuff. And I don't want them to grow up to be who I want them to be. I want them to grow up to be who they want to be. And it's my job to support that. Yeah, they're the ones that got to live with themselves, not you. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) And their consequences. Yeah. I think we forget that. I think as parents sometimes, as you pointed out at the top of the show, I think not only do we try to live vicariously through them, right? Like we feel like we made mistakes. We don't want them to make the same. We right. forget that they don't have maybe the same wants and desires that we have. Right. Right. Like we try to gear them towards that. And I, I think that that's a mistake. I think as parents, yeah. you know, we, we, we can't uh, try to push them to our, our, our ideals. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. that's a problem. You know, it reminds me of uh, the show that I always quote all the time. I love it to death as a varsity blues. When James Vanderbeek was in the art in the living room arguing with his father about being a you know all-star quarterback, and they got mm-hmm. this big fight, and I'll never forget. He turned around, and was like, "I don't want your life," you know, <laughs> and, and and that struck home with me because it's like, damn, you know, you right. have to think about that, right? Like, yeah, maybe my kids don't want the life that I'm pushing them towards; they want something different, you know. Right. And would I rather them to be happy or to do what I want them to do? Well, I yeah. want them to be happy, and that means I have to let them do what they want to do. I have to remember that they're actual people. You know, those, these, these are all great points. And, you know, it, it reminds me as, as parents that if, if you ever get to the point where you say, because I'm the parent, you, are, <laughs> you, you already lost. Yeah. Because, again, that's like a cop saying, because I'm a cop. Right. Or the judge saying, because I'm a judge. Or your boss saying, because I'm your boss. Or the government saying, because I'm your government. You don't like it when they say it. None of us do. No. None of us do. That's not, that's not, you're not making adulting look fun. You're making adulting look like, well, that's something I don't want to do. You know, one of the biggest mistakes I think parents make is they constantly tell young people that these are the best years of your life and you, you wait till you grow old and you got to pay bills and you got to deal with kids like you. <laughs> you got to deal with bosses. Because <laughs> then you, what you're telling them is this is the only time you're having fun, so you might as well, like, do it. Like, because <laughs> life as an adult sucks. You know, when you're sitting there and telling your kids all your relationship problems, you're making relationships look horrible. You make marriage look horrible. You make having a job look horrible. You make everything look horrible, and you're saying you're so lucky you don't have none of this horrible stuff. And then you even tell them having them is horrible because you're like, wait, do you have your own kids? 
It's like, isn't this a beautiful thing? <laughs> well, this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back you 100%, right, with Good. what you were saying earlier to what you just said now. And I know you and I have had discussions on that particular topic at times, yeah. but the way I will 100% support, and, and like I said, I'm going to reiterate what you said at the top, and that yeah. is, as parents, I, I, I've seen it so much. Starting with my generation, I can't comment on generations prior, but I've seen it with my generations and I've seen it get worse. And that is we are passing on our trauma to our kids. Yep. We'll go through something and we'll be so angry and so disgruntled and spiteful about whatever that interaction was. And then we raise our kids to think the same way. Yep. I don't, I can't tell you how many like single parents are talking to their kids about bashing the opposite sex because they got into some sort of disagreement with their other parent. And so instead of working that out, no, they, they teach the kids to like think a certain way and, and be like, so like the kids are being traumatized without actually going through the trauma, right? Mm. Like they're walking away with the same, same traumatic response, but they yeah. didn't actually have the trauma. So to me, that's almost worse, right? Like, yeah. so like they didn't get it ingrained from an actual experience where they learn from it. No, you're passing that on to them. And I think that's one of the worst things we could do to our kids, dude. Like, yeah. I think that is terrible. We cannot yeah. give them our trauma. <laughs> like, yeah. do you like your trauma? It sucks, doesn't it? No, like, it's horrible. no, no, it, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't want my trauma on anyone. No, I don't like my trauma. I can't stand it. So why the hell would I want to pass it to my kids? Yeah. Like, I don't want my kids to have the same uh, resentments and things of that nature right. that I've I've earned over the years. I don't want to give it to them. No, if right. they're going to get resentments, they need to earn it on their own. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to give them mine. You know what <laughs> exactly, I mean? Like, exactly. Make your own decisions and do your own things and, and make your own mistakes and learn right. from those. But I'm not going to force feed you all my resentments and mistakes and lessons learned i'll give you wisdom you know but the thing that i try to do my best i i feel is is like anybody who has kids right now uh especially under the age of like 20 um if you don't pay attention to what their schooling is and stuff is let, let me break it down for you now they're not teaching critical thinking these days it's just mm -hmm. they're not they're teaching uh you know passing tests so what I feel is my number one job for my kids at home is to teach them critical thinking. Yep. So if I've experienced something in my life that was traumatic, I'm not going to pass that trauma on to them. But what I will do is ask them questions to get them to think critically about it. That's yep. how I'm going to pass my wisdom on to them is I'll ask them to think it through. I'll ask them to tell me, okay, well, why are you going to do that? Well, what do you think that's going to do? Mm -hmm. Like I'll have them think it through as opposed to outright telling them, don't do that because of this. Yep. Because it might not be true for them either. That's my trauma. And, and so I, I think that parents that's doing all the things that we've been talking about. That's how you kind of like separate and yep. you don't, you no longer have an ally in your house. You have a disgruntled little kid who just doesn't want to be there. Who's going to tell you whatever they got to tell you to weather the storm of you yelling at them or whatever it is. And they can't wait to get out. And when they go with their friends, that's their safe space. And that's when they get to tell everything that they would never tell you because they feel like you're going to, you know, ground them or mistreat them or look down on them. Yeah. Like, that's the process. That's how it begins. Yeah. The problem solving is so important. Life skills and problem solving skills, yeah. right? Critical thinking. Just like yeah. you said, those, those, those three phrases should be everything. <laughs> I mean, if, if they're not getting it from you, they're not getting it from school. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. How, how is my child developing their problem solving skills? How are they developing their life skills? How are they developing their critical thinking? Because if you're leaving that to anyone else other than you, it's it's not getting done. It's a bad idea. It's it's a bad idea. And and you, and you know what? Um, unfortunately, as as a counselor, for all the people that I've seen, all the patients that I've had in the thirty something years of doing it, most trauma and most abuse is in the home. So, yeah. you know, I know my 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 wife is constantly like trying to protect the world, from, you know, the, the kids from the world, right? She'll talk about every safety measure out there. Did you lock your doors? Did you do this? And I get it. I get it. All that stuff is real. True. I'm not saying it's not real. But the true predators that have done the most damage on this earth come within your immediate circle. The Amen. true predators and evil people that have existed on this planet have come from an immediate circle that the kids will come into a session of mine as an adult later. And say, mom, mom, or dad don't even know about it, and they never protected me against it. 
or they, I did tell them about it and they, they let that uncle still be in my house. Or they let that aunt still be in my house. So I left my house. I wouldn't be home. So we have to be understanding that as dangerous as the outer world can be, if you're not being mindful of the, of the, of the safety of your home, how you've created the safety of your home, that's, that's, where the, the, that's where you have to focus on that first, the safety of your home. Make that a safe environment for your kids. Make it a safe place for them to be able to come tell you so that when they are struggling with school, they're not learning the coping skills at school of how to deal with the pains from home. They're going and learning from a kid at school. Oh, yeah, my parents are like that, too. That's why, that's why I get high. That's why I drink. That's why I steal. That's why I rob. That's why I belong to a gang. That's why I steal, you know, whatever. Because they'll learn the coping skills in the street of how to deal with you. And if your kid's out there in the street doing stuff, it's because a lot of that pain is is not is is at home. Don't blame the thugs in the corner. Don't blame don't blame them. They they became attractive. We talk about peer pressure. It's not peer pressure. It's peer acceptance. You they wanted to be accepted by a peer group because they already didn't feel accepted in another different way. A different way, whether it was not through the, you know, whether, you know, you didn't uh, do something spiritually within that house. You didn't teach them that. I don't know. I'm not trying to blame you. I'm just trying to say take responsibility first. Because yeah. if you leave it for the for everyone else to raise your kid, trust me, your kid's going to go to the path that they feel that, that they admire. And if they're admiring thugs and that's what they're going to become. If they're admiring mm-hmm. people that are getting fast money and that's what they're going to become. If they admire people that are high and drunk, that's what they're going to become. If they admire cheaters, that's what they're going to become. If they admire liars and people that fight and, and cause violence needlessly, that's what they're going to become. So you, we have to work on problem-solving skills. We have to work on critical thinking, like Trinity said. We have to work on life skills. That's why cleaning the room is important. Yeah. That's why doing your dishes is important. <laughs> it's, not being, it's not being anal retentive. It's being, no, you're teaching them that, look, your clean environment is important. And people do treat you for how you look and act and dress and do that. So, yeah, please wash yourself. You know what? <laughs> you know, you know, smelly people get treated harshly. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. It, it's just, it's the lay of the land. There, there, there are ways that your kids get bullied because of some things that we are not doing. We, we, can, we can help with that. There's so much that we can do more as parents take responsibility before the school because once they go to school you're hearing what's happening at schools right schools want want to keep information from us and the reason they want to do that is because so many of us at home can't take the information yeah so now the government and the schools are feeling like oh you know if the if the parents know the kid can get harmed that's why kids right now at 15 can get an abortion without you even knowing yeah because the kid can go to a, a judge and say if my parents know they're going to kill me. They'll, they'll, they'll hurt me. So I can't. And the judge will believe it, sign off on it, and let them do it. Look, <laughs> man, somehow we got to, we got to, we focus so much on the outer world, right? Like we focus so much on federal government and not realize, look, the, the, our internal house government is what we have to fix first. Let's fix the house government because that's yeah. what's broken. Our house government is broken. We know the Crips and Bloods out there, the, the Republicans and Democrats, we know that's broken. That's always been broken. That's never been a fix. But what I like is that my parents never let me feel like a victim. Whenever I came to them and I would say, I would try to, man, I try to convince my dad so many times that the, the reason I got arrested was because I was a Latino and had nothing to do with my behavior. My dad would always just say, no, it's because you're stupid. <laughs> my dad would break it down to the point where he would just say, it's because of you. You did it. You did that. He just would not let me ever play victim. And by not allowing me to play victim in the home, Trinity, what that has done is I don't play a victim in my life because they never let me play a victim at home. Yeah. They never bought into my stuff. And so I I, I, I hopefully pass that on to my daughters and, and, and hopefully, you know, we, we just continue that. Let's stop worrying about stuff outside of our home and let's worry about what's in the home and when your kids come home from school please i i employ you to do what trinity did because even i didn't do all that like trinity i would hear trinity with these kids and i'll be like oh wow he's much better <laughs> he's much better at getting a lot of information from his kids at how school is going i had a dana and i just trusted dana was doing it and dana did a phenomenal job thank god she was good at it because i've sucked at it i didn't know how to do it i was a latchkey kid and i only know latchkey stuff <laughs> you know what i mean you're lucky i can make some mac and cheese out of it you know what i mean but but dana Dana, you know, we, we, we chose Dana to stay home and I go out and work. We're very old fashioned in that respect. 
And that's because I wanted to provide them a, a mom that's home all the time. And that's what, that's what we did. Took the sacrifice and did it that way. And, 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 you know, so whatever, whatever your home looks like, just look, there's, there's stuff there. Your kids are going back to school. Please be more mindful. They're going back to school. There's a lot of influence at, at, out there. Yes. But it's how they respond to it that you're going to know what you brought to the table. How they talk about it, you're going to know what you brought to the table. And if you brought all the right stuff to the table, they're going to be open with you. They're going to tell you about their friends. They're going to say, oh, my God, do you believe he's smoking cigarettes now? Oh, do you believe this kid, he's drinking alcohol now? Do you believe this kid is doing that now? Uh, you know what I mean? He fought with a teacher. He actually punched a teacher. You know, you want that information. Yeah. You want that information. Because I remember one time there was a kid that did a really bad thing in this community. And when I saw that kid on my security camera at my home, you could darn be sure I had to bring that up to my daughter. I said, why is that kid at my house? Oh, yeah. you don't know him like I do. I, I, I said, I, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. The problem is there's people out there that aren't going to be forgiving to that kid. And when they come back to get that kid, when revenge comes upon that kid, guess where he's going to be? He's going to be in my house? No. You're going to be around him? No. Stray bullets always hit the innocent kids. Yeah. I come from areas where there's a lot of – look, I got shot at three times in my life. I left my high school for two counts of attempted murder, so I understand that stuff. And let me tell you something. The, the, the people that you aim at never get hit because none of y'all know how to shoot. <laughs> You're not, really, man. You think y'all do. There's so many people out there with guns. That you, you shouldn't have guns because you don't know how to shoot. You always shoot innocent kids. Innocent kids always get shot in drive-bys. Innocent kids always get shot in drive-bys. Never the intended target. And that's what happens out there. So you got so you got to teach. We got to teach our kids. You got to stay away from certain people, not because I think they're bad people, but because other people out there have issues with them. So you got to be careful with them. These are realities of life. These are just realities of life. Pretty much. There's so much to teach your kids, man. But but you know, I like what you said, Trinity. So what are those three things again? Critical thinking and go what? Uh, you put me on the spot. Problem solving. Aren't those the same? I I like to separate them. <laughs> yeah, I, I like because 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 problem solving, problem solving, and life skills, and critical thinking. I yeah, like separate. No, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, so close us out, Trinity, because I think we went over and we, you know, we, we got the go over. brothers ready to go, go on and <laughs> um, WOKB saying, let, "Let us have this back." You know, you know, Shaw's over there at the studio said, "Let me have it back." It's time to go to another show. Yeah, I mean, I would just leave everybody on this, man. It's just, uh, just remember your your kids. They didn't ask to be brought into this world. It's your responsibility. So give them better. Remember their little people and treat them that way. Yeah. One of the best things that I heard you say today, Trinity, is don't pass on your trauma to them. Your ideology is your ideology. Let them make their own way. Let them learn their own way. You give them, you give them the skill set. Give them your faith. Give them your direction. Give them their balance. Most of all, give them their love. They have to leave your home knowing they are loved. When people know they are loved and there's loving people in this world, they treat others better. They just do. All right. Adios, amigos. Time for a taco. Goodbye.